Hey, Jake from the future and the past at the same time here. Um, we forgot to mention in the episode that Ivy and Keeley from New Witch's Tongue, the band Ivy's in, uh, are on Properties of Nature podcast, Pondcast, uh, today, the same day this is coming out. So you should go check that out from what they've said. It sounds very, very fun. Uh, and I love the podcast anyway. So, uh, yeah, go check that out after you listen to this one. Don't leave this one to go look at the... A- don't get your finger off the fucking keyboard. Trapped. <laughs> Trapped. Uh, oh, um, the fucking... I think I... So here it. I am, doing the no. best thing I can. Oh, what's the trap song? The one trap song. Headstrong, I'll take you on. Oh, yeah. That's it. Dude bro song. Yeah. <laughs> I love the that song What? That's literally just Disturbed again. That's <laughs> not... <laughs> All right, what Disturbed song was that? Because I've never listened to them. The same one. Hang on. Down with Head the strong. No. Yeah. That one goes like... <laughs> this one goes... Uh. Yeah, okay, that is Headstrong that I'm thinking of. Okay. I'm not sure you did the melody made me feel like that was just Down with the Sickness again. Ivy, I know you aren't hot on a void, but uh, <laughs> I was listening to that record, and their biggest song, um, Can't can't Take This Away, just like in the middle of it for no reason, they just do like the, the Can't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers, just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I think I was, I was in the uh, Creature Posting Discord and... Sierra, not Sierra Plus Ultra, the other Sierra that's just uh-huh. like friends with the chat. Yeah. She, she pointed it out. And then everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they went back and listened to it and they're like, holy shit. I, I heard it immediately. It was like a jump scare. It was like, what? <laughs> Did it switch? Am I on shuffle right now? I mean, with my new song, I'm just going to have uh, the entertainer in the middle of it the entertainer what's that yeah you've heard that song no yes, you yeah have. you know that song jake i don't everyone in the <laughs> yeah. history ever by scott joplin okay let me click it <laughs> yeah what I what, know. what does that mean what is <laughs> and then silence me <laughs> <laughs> i'm vibing man i'm dancing <laughs> Hey, Motherfuckers in 1902 were burning down concert <laughs> halls while this was playing. This shit goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers in 1902 with wooden teeth moshing. Hell yeah. You still think they had wood teeth? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'll look it up. Did what are you talking about? I think they have wood teeth, teeth now. And they had 1902. Wooden teeth. Myth. Remember the <laughs> remember the fucking Amish TV show where they were no. like taking out their teeth and replacing them with wooden teeth for some reason and it was like a reality show and it's just like showing straight up torture I'd have to say anyone hey, remember yo. that <laughs> No but Amish TV I, show I don't think the Amish have TVs Oh my god the Amish be busting it down fucking sexual style I swear to god <laughs> So, uh, they were making teeth out of ivory in the 1900s, uh, and George Washington did not have wood teeth. That's that's all that I learned from he my He didn't have wizard. wood teeth. He didn't cut down that cherry tree. 
our country's built on fucking lies, and I'm tired I of it. I thought that was Abe Lincoln that cut down that cherry it's tree. George it's Washington. Honest, yeah, it's George Washington. honest Abe. Yeah, George Washington what? smokes as Zaza. He cuts down the cherry tree. <laughs> George. Are we recording? Washington yeah, smoked uh, that Zaza and cut down that cherry tree. Why are you writing that down? <laughs> No, I wanted to look it up. <laughs> we should probably get started. I didn't. Get, I didn't get anything for it. I didn't think you would. <laughs> I got a. I got a cherry blossom. Oh no! I I got pictures of it. Huh? I got George pictures. Got pictures. George Zaza? Washington. Yeah. Hold look. Pictures. Hold yeah. I'll show you. Pictures. Yeah. This is the first one that. Oh wait. Hold on. I was in the pawn chat. Did this the camera the, get invented? This is what I got. <laughs> I hate that so much. It's like Why the George Lopez show where the little kid version of George Lopez just says George Lopez's adult head. Where's his <laughs> pants? He's wearing tights. Yeah. You don't need no pants. Those are not tights. Do you think he's like an avatar person? He, his bottom half is blue. <laughs> They're not talking about. No, it's like those Ken dolls when you strip them naked. <laughs> Okay. Oh, and here's one of him smoking that Zaza. Nice. <laughs> Good, great photograph of him. Um, let's start the podcast now. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Holy shit. Yeah, you see this picture of George Washington? Right <laughs> Who is that? George, George Washington. George Washington, dude. <laughs> Oh my fuck. Me when I see a picture of George Washington. <laughs> That's George Washington after carving down the cherry tree. Okay, let's shut the fuck up. We're done with this. <laughs> Welcome to me and Puke. My name's Jake. <laughs> uh, I think, okay, you're back. I thought you went away. What? I'm Jackson. Huh? Oh my. You kind of like laughed into the distance. <laughs> no, that was me. That was me. I was laughing so fucking hard I couldn't breathe. <laughs> uh, who are you? Hey, hi, I'm Jake. I said. Hey, I'm Jackson. I said. And I'm Ivy. I gasped. Okay. Let's, he exasperated. Let's get into the shit nobody cares about but Jake. Black Panther, Wakanda <laughs> Forever. I watched it yesterday. I'm conflicted on it. <laughs> like I remember you when he was conflicted. Yeah, yeah, I knew you would say that. Um, <laughs> I am conflicted on it, like Kendrick influence. Lamar, because it, it's a great tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who played Black Panther and died, obviously, and really changed up this movie like 100%. I think it's a great tribute to him. There's some really emotional emotional moments there's a part towards the beginning that like it almost got me crying like five minutes in (laughs) so it's really good on that front but the story itself is just kind of not great i didn't love it i love the villain namor they've like redesigned him like in the comics he he looks like a pedophile quite honestly he's like (laughs) he's like a, a a skinny skinny hairless dude with a with a little speedo that flies around with wings on his feet and he commands atlantis essentially but in this version it's more latin themed uh namor is more based off like 
Aztec god type shit, which is really, it's a really cool aesthetic for him to have. And like Atlantis is like the version of Atlantis they've created in the Marvel universe is kind of fucking cool. Uh, way better than the, the Aquaman version, in my opinion, the Marvel version, like the kind of culture that you, the tidbits of culture that you see briefly it makes you really think about how they might live but yeah namor super cool but yeah the story itself i just didn't like it black panther's sister is the lead of the movie and that's uh letitia wright known anti-vaxxer i just Ooh. did not find her super compelling as the lead character there was supposed to be like some depth to her that I did not get unless another character said that about her, which, uh, you know, maybe it's just me, but that's how I felt about her performance. The emotional stuff, though, she nailed. Like, every everyone's nailing the emotional stuff because I'm pretty sure they are actually feeling those feelings about losing uh, Chadwick Boseman. So it's just translated, you know, incredibly onto screen. <sighs> Great. <laughs> I haven't I didn't seen, see it the movie yet. I really, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm glad you liked it. Okay. I want to see it if if that's any consolation. I'm just, <laughs> I just wasn't gonna go. Like, I didn't know that was part of the mutant puke homework to go see uh, <laughs> yeah. the new Black Panther. You should have told me I would have gone yesterday. Yeah. No, I was just, I wasn't expecting y'all to say anything. I have many moments on the show where it's just me um, <laughs> monologuing about a Marvel movie. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what the fuck Marvel is, but okay. Speaking of marvelous movies, Ivy, I know you went and saw some weeb shit at the theater. Had to miss the episode for it. Kind of cringe, TBH, but I'm I did see some weeb shit. <laughs> you trying to talk shit right now, Jackson? I was thinking about the wait. Who the who did Marvel? Was Marvelous again? What? <laughs> what? What the fuck is Marvelous? I don't understand the transition, Jake. Marvel. Marvelous. It's just a word, man. (laughs) It's just a word. Anyways, I went and saw One Piece Film Red last week and missed the episode because of it. Because uh, I fucking love One Piece and I will never not love One Piece enough to go miss the fucking podcast to see it. But that shit was fire. Um, A lot of people didn't like it. Of course I liked it because I'm the fucking... I'm just a gal who likes anime. But it's like, it was about... A fucking character with the sing sing fruit who is the greatest singer in the world and people are like i'm kind of mad that there was singing in it and it's like that's 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 the fucking main character that they're focusing on what do you mean you're mad that's that you knew that going in Why do there you- was like a whole album released and a music and music videos like what the fuck do you mean you don't like it i loved it though can i can i raise my hand and ask an anime question um, of course. as a dirty non-anime sometimes anime enjoyer um why do anime movies always have shitty ass names like what the fuck is one piece red the treasure of friendship or whatever the fuck it's called why is it called that why isn't it called, called one why, why isn't it called one piece treasure of the sing sing fruit or something like that because there's no treasure you fucking <laughs> uh it's one piece film red because it is focusing on Uda, who is the <clears throat> the person who has the sing sing fruit mm-hmm. who is technically the characters i say technically because i don't think it's biologically no, not not to say any spoilers but it's a non-canon movie so fuck you go see it um oh. Uda 
is the supposed daughter of red-haired shanks who is a pirate that is introduced in episode one of the one piece anime and i think it's like episode or it's not episode one it's chapter one shanks is introduced but we don't know a lot about shanks so it was really cool to get a movie about shanks even if it's not canon, because we don't fucking we don't know shit about Shanks, so people get hyped as fuck about Shanks since he's been around for twenty five years, um, and he's super important. But Shanks is the reason that Luffy has the straw hat, so you know he's a pretty important character. So people were hyped about that, so they made it film red because he's red haired Shanks and he's the captain of the red haired pirates. So that's why they called it red. I don't know why anime movies have bad titles. I think the last one was called fucking Film Z. <laughs> So it's like, I, I don't know. There was no one in the movie with a Z. And then before that, it was like fucking, I don't know, Strong World or something. All incredible they pick, titles. They, I don't know. They pick bad titles. But I feel like this one was the best, the best One Piece movie, but also the most palatable for non-One Piece fans. Um, maybe it's not like... It's not like a big um, accomplishment, but it did beat out, um, what is that fucking <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie? Was it, is it Black Ryan? Is that what it's called? Black Adam. Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. I That's my see point. that, actually. I didn't even talk about it. It sucks. <laughs> It it beat out Black Adam in the in the first weekend, which That's I think is hilarious. pretty funny. But basically, if I had to like, without saying much about the story itself, if I had to entice people to want to see it themselves, it's basically if Disney made a One Piece movie. To be honest, it's like <laughs> you get some cool action, but it's not about the fights. It's about the good songs. They have uh, the singer Otto, who is fucking incredible. As a vocalist, do all of Uda's songs, uh, and she absolutely kills it. They had, like, different producers do each song, so each one feels, like, unique and super ingrained to the story. So, if you like kind of musicals, but genuinely it's just good music and anime, it's a good movie. I had a lot of fun, so, yeah, that's kind of my review of that shit. Well, I started working recently, mm-hmm. so I'm just at my workplace, uh, <laughs> mostly playing WoW. You just play WoW at work. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, sometimes I play you... Remnant of the Ashes. That is a game. Are you playing like the new World of Warcraft, or are you doing Classic, or the new one? What ha- uh, Dragon Flight, or is that what it's called? That comes out um, later this month. Oh, it's not out yet. Nope. Are They're you... doing a pre-release patch, though. Are you excited for it? I don't know. I. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it, and if I read correctly, they don't give you a character. Uh, you know how when you get a new expansion, they'll give you like a character a level boost. Yeah. I'm looking at the additions that you buy with it, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think the base game has one of those. <laughs> Why you need a level boost? <laughs> well, All gamers expansion. need level boosts now. Why yeah, try to play. Uh, okay, try to play level sixty area at the start of the expansion when you're level one why are you level one you just run around the game as level one i don't <laughs> did you know if you do quests you can level up you actually don't have to pay blizzard to level up <laughs> when you buy the expansion it usually comes with a token I, I know, to give you and the expansion starts at that level 
like level 60 or whatever. Can't you choose like the dragon person <laughs> uh, race or whatever and play some of that? Huh? They have like a new race, I think. It's like With the, the werewolf except a dragon. Boy, shut the fuck up. What are you talking <laughs> it's like, about? It's like the dragon, Cut. but a wolf. <laughs> I actually you. think he said the opposite. Okay, how about uh, I talk about something since you don't want to talk about what you don't even know what you're playing, I, I guess. I don't know what's happening. Have you, you guys heard of this fucking YouTuber called Damien Luck925 or something like that? Let me grab him. No. Uh, what? He is. Damien See that guy Luck. that does WWE pile drives onto random shit? No, that's superhuman with two M's in human. Damien Luck925 uh, is. Is a way too faded at hot pot. Let what me send is... you a particular video. It's called I Had a Terrible Accident in the Store. <laughs> <laughs> no, what the fuck? Is... What the fuck? Is... <laughs> okay, so this guy is like insanely popular. He's like a Gen Z star, essentially. He's He basically just walks around different department stores smoking, like, 7-Eleven weed and <laughs> just being a public nuisance. <laughs> and, and when he opens, he's like, Hello, I am Fulcrum, the real Fulcrum. Uh, yeah, Yodi gang. <laughs> he, like, he has ritualistically says the same thing every time. He's like, all right, boys, we're hitting the blinker today. <laughs> He has, he has not shut the fuck up no. for like thirty seconds. In the Why middle, is he hitting... let me try and find the part. Oh, okay, it's like at two minutes, a minute fifty. Go. I'm just imagining like this is this store that Casey worked at, and Casey's like back in a hammock in the plumbing department like he used to, testicular torsion and all, and this guy's just fucking smoking gas station weed in the other departments. Double Benjamin. <laughs> My stomach is not feeling good, shit Yodi family. <laughs> this is like clearly fake, but he puts his whole sh like he puts his whole pussy into it. I just gotta say it. Like it's a it's an incredible performance here. For our listeners, this kid in a black hoodie is like grabbing his stomach and then he just falls over and he has brown stuff all over the back of his pants. Uh clearly smeared it uh, beforehand, but he then says that I shit my pants and <laughs> just walks around the store saying I shit my pants <laughs> to, he, to anyone who will listen. He fucking stumbled around after, quote, shitting his pants for, like, <laughs> another 30 seconds. And there's, like, shit sound effects. And now he's back on the fucking... He's hype as shit now. He's smoking that gas station weed again. <laughs> Shitting his pants. Like, my man is going crazy. <laughs> He's just like, man, I guess I shit my pants. That sucks. Motherfucker's <laughs> like, Yodi family, I just had a terrible accident. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this kid is incredible. I, I think he's actually a huge piece of shit, but, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes we love that. Uh, but yeah, he's incredibly popular. That Twitch streamer Aiden Ross had him on his stream, and it was a big deal. Like, the people love Yodi Yang, man. This is the second podcast I've been on in the last two weeks where we talk about shitting our pants. Oh no. <laughs> I've had some experiences that I've still not recovered from. 
<laughs> yeah, Yoda just gang. steps uh, away from the bathroom. <laughs> just steps away. <laughs> Um, but anyway, one last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, if that's okay <laughs> with y'all, is I'm addicted right, to... to Jackson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackson, can I please talk about my thing? No. What are you addicted to? <laughs> what? What are you addicted to? Oh, so you want to know. <laughs> You're curious. <laughs> that's what I'm here. Okay, so there's this free mobile game, mobile card game. Oh, Shadow Legends. Called Marvel Snap. I know. I know that these, like, Disney games have a lot of stigma against them. The mobile games all look like dog shit. Um, mm-hmm. You'll see ads for them constantly if you're me on Instagram. <laughs> uh, but this game is different. It's developed by the guy that, you know, kind of led Hearthstone at first. And what Hearthstone was was kind of Magic the Gathering, but a little easier and quicker to understand. Didn't and... fucking suck. What? <laughs> Didn't fucking suck. Didn't suck? Didn't suck. I thought Hearthstone was way cooler than Magic. I like them both, but yeah, I think Hearthstone was pretty cool. I'm not sure how I feel about it these days. But my point is that this game, Marvel Snap, is an evolution of that. Like, Hearthstone, maybe you could have turned that into a real-life card game. A lot of its elements did come from the original World of Warcraft uh, trading card game, especially, like, assets like art. But this game, Marvel Snap, it you cannot do it in real life it's truly like only an online type of thing you could do and it's fun it's like challenging and there's skill to it uh building decks is fun you get access to cards easily and a lot of the like paid stuff is mostly for cosmetic variants of cards this so every month they do a season pass because of course they do and they introduce a card along with that season pass so they're putting out one card a month one new card a month which doesn't sound like a lot but some of the abilities really synergize with other stuff and it ends up like creating whole new metas it's really good i really love this game it's probably one of my favorite games that's come out this year i played the beta a little bit too so uh i have <laughs> i'm pretty high in level for a game that's only been out for a little bit officially but um uh it's been getting a lot of hype a lot of uh praise they've been really pushing the marketing on it but i think it honestly deserves it it's like like the the game company that made it they kind of just made a skeleton of the game and marketed it around to different licenses so <laughs> this could have been anything this could have been fucking one piece snap or something i don't know like it really uh, could. actually no it <laughs> couldn't have because there's already a one piece game that just isn't in america yet you guys talked about it on the podcast like two three months ago i talked about it on the show yeah with casey interesting i don't know i think why i would bring that up to him Uh, i don't know um this just in if i don't bring the pp to the bathroom it will appear in my pants I will be back. That is a crazy way to say you gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yo, it's Destin from Hitbox. You're listening to Mutant Puke. Mutant News, the nastiest music news this side of the internet. Uh, all right, there's only one thing I want to talk about. 
I know where this is going. Yeah. Dance, Gavin, dance announces Tellian is returning to the band. Um, yeah. We were kind of able to predict this was going to happen because Tellian's in fucking Europe and DGD is about to tour in Europe, so duh. Uh, I'm going to read DGD's statement first and then I'm going to read Tellian's bullshit. <sighs> All right. Tweeted yesterday, November 10th uh, from an iPhone. If the past year has taught us anything, it's that everyone <laughs> handles grief differently, and Tillian is no exception. When Tillian opened up to us about his substance abuse problems that had spiraled in recent months, we all agreed that he needed time to reset his life to avoid the tragic fate of so many artists before him. We are a resilient group who has always believed in redemption, and we have seen the hard work that Tillian has been doing to address and overcome an issue that has plagued him for years. That's why we are welcoming him back to the band. We are proud of his progress and we look forward to seeing all of you on the road next year. Uh, look, I don't think anyone ever gave a fuck about Tillian's substance abuse. Like, <laughs> quite honest, when people were talking about S.A., it was not substance abuse. It, it was fucking sexual assault. You know, that's a boring statement. That's just telling us, okay, he's back in the band. Fuck. Uh, let's read Tillian's statement, which I'd say is 100% worse. I wanted to update everyone on what was happening during my time away from Dance Gavin Dance. When the band was dealing with the tragic loss of one of our brothers, it could have brought us together, but instead it sent me down a self-destructive path. I spent the last few months in a rehab program for alcohol alongside an intensive series of therapy sessions to reassess my life and how I want to live it. It became clear to me and my bandmates that this is what had to happen for me to continue with the group. And I will always appreciate their understanding, support, and the time they have given me to get my life together. I hate the power that I have allowed alcohol to have over my life. I want to apologize to the band and all of the fans of Dance Gavin Dance and assure you that my mistakes are purely of my own and should never be a reflection on the other members. <sighs> it's also to... Motherfucker. It's also important for me to address something that has been twisted and misrepresented during my absence from the band. The work I have done on myself and my upset and my substance abuse issues have nothing to do with any kind of sexual misconduct. I have never had sex with any kind of or any kind of intimate relationship without consent of a partner. I hope this clears up the events of the last few months, and I'm excited to reunite with the band and see you all on the road in 2023. Uh, alright, so really, I don't give a fuck about anything else besides that second to last paragraph where he says, I have never had sex or any kind of intimate relationship without consent of a partner. He really took a page out of Bradley Walden's book. Uh, I'd say their their comeback messages were damn near word for word. <laughs> Bradley Walden did the exact same thing where he says, uh, yeah, I went to rehab and I got the help and also I've never done anything wrong sexually in my life and that's all fake and, um, I'll sue anyone who says that otherwise. Um, which, you know, very brave and strong of him. An open apology to you spooky pookie eight. So, there were two allegations made against Tillian. There was more than that. More than that, but there were two big ones on Reddit. The first one, which, you know, there's a lot of drama around that, but the second one had, like, proof, huge proof, that the person had really been in Tillian's apartment, and they told a story where he was, you know, I don't know how to say it, but where he basically raped her, essentially. And he made 
he didn't say anything to my knowledge about the first post or i can't exactly remember i think he maybe said uh that's not real or something like that but for the second post he made a post called an open apology to you slash spooky pookie eight i want to start by saying i'm truly sorry for what you have gone through when i initially read the detailed account of the night from your perspective i was stunned to me it was a consensual experience both times we were intimate. I will not deny you of your truth and recognize that it has caused you a lot of emotional stress. I seriously apologize for that. And then he talks about his perspective about all of it. So what this is telling me is that he never, <laughs> he never really looked at this as anything other than consensual. His, his view of the situation is the real truth to him and to the band apparently. And I just wanna say if you support this band, um, there's like listening to a band and then there's supporting a band and I'm not going to judge anyone for listening to fucking dance Gavin dance. They're a huge band. They've affected so many people's lives. They've affected my life for sure. It'd be hard to truly let go of them. I get it. But if you go on Twitter and you defend Tillian, um, I think you're sincerely a piece of shit and you should get off the internet. I think you have nothing to offer society. You have no critical thinking skills, and I will block you the moment I see any, like, Tillian support just to get you out of my, like, life, out of my head. So that's my thoughts on it. Fuck Tillian. Uh, fuck Dance Gavin Dance. I will not be listening to any future records. I dropped Emerosa. That was a huge band, important to me. So is Dance Gavin Dance, but clearly they don't. They don't give a fuck about anything real, which is yeah. very disappointing. I feel like I'm like pretty much on the same in the same boat as you. Like Amoroso was really huge to me. I dropped them as soon as that shit happened. I the Mighty was a really big band for me. Dropped them the moment that shit happened. DGD the moment these allegations came out, and I saw the numerous posts. You know, I think there was like up to four people yeah. that had allegations with photo support of you know apartments text messages um various interactions on the internet and again i don't want to get into specifics without having it in front of me because i don't want to say anything that's like not correct and just be called out for saying things that maybe aren't 100 percent correct but from the things that i read and the things that i saw back a couple months ago when this was the most prevalent before he dipped out and and they literally said in their statement that it was due to the allegations that they take seriously um, and then to come back and say, you know, from their standpoint, made it about substance abuse, made it about Tim, and then... Yeah, Tillian... using Tim is so despicable. I'm so tired yeah. of them bringing him up when this shit is going on. Stop blaming it on his death. You were doing this shit way before that happened. And I think that's something that I really struggle with, too, when it comes to this conversation, is not only is all the shit that Tillian did despicable, whether it was related to substance abuse or not it's also the fact that people who defended him in comments and people that came to the rescue of this band just because they can't understand the way that their parasocial relationship with this fucking band <laughs> has made them act out in an absolutely ridiculous way supporting despicable behavior is the fact that they would use again the parasocial relationship they had with the band to act like Tim's death is something that they, like, can use as leveraging towards what has taken place with the band and the members of the band. Yeah. If a lot of the allegations and a lot of the shit that was brought forward, uh, you know, again, 
you know, I don't have the exact shit on hand, but if a lot of that shit is true and a lot of that stuff is very serious, it's really fucked up to sit there and just blame it on, oh, it was just substance abuse because our buddy died. I don't know. Fuck it. And then bring him back in. So I haven't supported them since it happened, and I absolutely fucking won't be supporting them now. And if I fucking see people, again, tweeting that shit, talking about that shit in a positive manner and excited that Tillian's back, blocked. Fuck you. Like, genuinely, like, if you can't stand with abuse victims and you're going to make excuses for Tillian to snuff out real shit that happened that you can see photos of, that's fucked up. And you're on the same fucking path as them. And that's really fucking gross. So that's really all I have to say about it as well. I'm proud of my man, uh, Kurt. He's had nothing. He did nothing wrong so far. (laughs) Bring him back. I don't think Kurt wants to be Either that or part of that. If it was up to me, I would have said, fuck this. We're just going back to Secret Band. Exactly. That's That should have <sighs> been the move. Just Secret Band. Uh, fuck Andrew The last Wells. Secret Band project. Yeah. Much better than anything DG's released in uh, quite several years, I'd say. If it was more instrumentally interesting like LP1, I think it would have been like certifiable masterpiece. You know what? I can fucking agree with that. That's a base take as someone who doesn't really give a fuck about Secret Band. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah, basically just dick riding. <laughs> I'm just dick riding Dance Gavin Dance without a Predator. Um, But anyway, man, to catch a Predator Dance Gavin Dance edition would be so easy. He's right there on stage. Holy shit. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a quick decompression break and come back with some reviews. Uh, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> alcohol that's silly juice in my veins because i'm feeling oh i'm feeling silly personally i'm drinking mountain dew zero sugar frostbite oh you're feeling real <laughs> fucking silly <laughs> you got modern warfare 2 pulled up ready to go after <laughs> the podcast <laughs> no it, it tastes good and it's zero sugar fuck you puke reviews where we vomit out our opinions on new music here we are once again, good variety, no metalcore albums this week, so uh, bless bless the rains down in Africa and bless this music list this week. Um, there was one, we just ignored it. I don't know anything about that. Let's talk about okay. Body Thief, Death, Drugs, and Dancing. Play the clip.
Okay, Body Thief, just signed to Blue Swan Records, coincidentally. What is Blue Swan Records anymore? Uh, I don't know, like an imprint of Rise, I guess? I don't know why it matters to be on that over Rise. I don't know. <laughs> it seems messy, whatever. Body Thief is on the label now. They haven't put anything out for years, uh, but now they've announced an album for the end of the year, I believe. And this is the first single. Personally, I thought it was all right. It's... You know, this I I think I can certifiably call Swancore because it's coming from Blue Swan Records. Normally I would not call something like this that, but if it's coming from Blue Swan, it's okay. It's a little long in the tooth. I liked it, but I didn't love it. They yassified my 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 <laughs> band. They yassified Body Thief. I really, really fucking loved Body Thief's last album. Fucking Travel Glow was a highlight for me in 2019 and even into 2020, 2021, I still listen to that shit crazy. They yassified the fuck out of Body Thief. They signed those motherfuckers <laughs> to Blue Swan. They did the production of the vocals very, very similar to a predator we may or may not have <laughs> talked about in a previous previous segment and lost all the things i love about body thief like the instrumental was not as complex it wasn't as noodly post-hardcore fun bullshit that body thief had done in the past you didn't get those like raspy kind of almost talking vocals uh that their vocalists used to do it feels very much like they wrote a record that was supposed to sound like a discount dgd Blue Swan bought it, and now they're going to promote the shit out of it, and it's going to get them a lot more fans because it's more palatable than their old sound. And that feels shitty to me. That sucks to me because I think Body Thief had a really cool, unique sound, and this feels more like a mix of shithead solo stuff <laughs> and I the Mighty. And I loved I the Mighty, but. That's not what Body Thief was about, and it feels very weird to me to hear this single. I didn't think it was bad, it's just like, when I think of Body Thief, I think of that cool-ass, like, fucking really, really good lyrical content with the really cool vocal style and the and instrumentals that just drive that point home, and, and this is not it. This is not it for me, so that's where I'm at on this single. You're done, a Jackson. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I thought it was okay. I didn't realize people uh, had such a hate for this. <laughs> uh, I do, By people, do you what? mean Ivy? <laughs> I didn't hate it. I told. I didn't say it was bad. Uh, <laughs> just, just body thief. It didn't sound good. <laughs> if your if your intention was to not say it was bad, then you failed. <laughs> it just um, be yeah. before we let Jackson actually speak this time. <laughs> it just is not the body thief I know and love, and I wish they wouldn't have lost their sound that I had come to know them for in the last two albums just because they're signed to Blue Swan. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Jackson, please take over. I I, I don't want to talk anymore. That is that is all i had to say <laughs> you, you all you had to say was i didn't know people hated them <laughs> i said not a exactly. review jackson <laughs> i don't I, i've never heard of uh this band before so i don't really have a history you don't need but... a history you know you just you, you enjoy what you hear and that's good enough yep. you know yeah i'm just a piece of shit you, we can't all be a piece of shit <laughs> You're the pure one, Jackson. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Save the podcast, Jackson. <laughs> I'm just staring at your fucking guinea pig profile picture, Jackson. 
<laughs> like it's just like the g-force <laughs> g-force has, has anyone here actually watched that movie i have not no <laughs> yeah i, I remember once. hearing people say the video game is pretty good yeah at most i've seen like, footage genuinely. of the video game <laughs> but not the movie I've seen both. <laughs> all right that's man cool. i miss the days of uh every movie having a video game adaptation yeah honestly me too even though they were dog shit like 79 like, percent of the time who who asked for the ant bully video game <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly I did. I wrote a letter specifically to the uh, the developers asking them to make that game. But you know some fucker right now is like a freshman in college and he's like, bro, I gotta tell you, the Ant Bully game <laughs> on GameCube is kind of based. It's kind of epic. <laughs> Let's talk about Clairvoyant Leave Me featuring Kurt Travis and Desmo. Okay, I know nothing about this. Somebody explain. I didn't read. I didn't do studying. You mean read. It's a song. You listen to it. Well, who is Clairvoyant? Who is Desmo? So Clairvoyant, I'm not sure where the project came from. I do. I have heard of Desmo before. Um, this just came up. The, the, so I, I know that I was the one who, who suggested this to be reviewed this week. <laughs> I've heard Desmo from other songs. I can't remember exactly which song it was. It wasn't, it wasn't one of his like really popular songs. It was one of his old songs. I think it was, um, beep, 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 something off of Fucked Up Kid, which was the album in 2020. But anyways, uh, I saw this because it was in my release radar on Spotify <laughs> with the Kurt Travis feature. So so I was like, hey, this got a Kurt Travis feature. He's in the scene. Let's listen to it. And personally, you know, I'll let I'll let Jake, I'll let you have your, your thoughts uh on it but personally i felt like it was kind of an interesting thing for kurt travis to jump on uh kurt travis i don't think shies away from pretty much anything he has a really good range on stuff that he does is this my favorite song ever uh, no is it my favorite song that kurt travis has done no but it was interesting to listen to and i'll give him that it was nice to hear something a little bit different a little bit more of that like i guess like sad boy rap if you want to put it like that <laughs> yeah but like throwing Kurt Travis on there, and I kind of fuck with that. So that's that's where I'm at. Um, that's where I'm sitting with that one. That one that one kind of fucks. Yeah, I like the Kurt Travis feature. I don't think it's very memorable. I wouldn't listen to it again. Just didn't click with me. Uh, Jackson, what do you think about it? Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't really like it too much. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was such a weird concoction of uh, thing to put Kurt Travis vocals on like a trap beat. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when uh, Metallica and Lou Reed got together and made that album, where it's just Lou Reed doing like poetry slam while Metallica is making like these metal riffs. Except I actually like that album. That's yeah. actually kind of cool. This this is kind of like uh, putting Parmesan cheese on uh, caught fish and eating it. Okay, I'd eat that. maybe that's where I that's maybe the word that's where I went wrong is that I would eat that. So I get uh, it. I get it. I won't. I I won't fucking. Uh, I won't suggest music anymore. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, we're it about was, to find out how bad your bad really. It was is interesting. Later. I'll say that. Yeah, I agree. It's, it was interesting. 
Uh, <laughs> it's like is, a negative interest. <laughs> other than that, uh, no, <laughs> I probably would not listen to that again. It didn't make me want to drown myself, but like, <laughs> I don't know if I'd listen to. Uh, Remember that episode of SpongeBob when Patrick made that song and the band that performed it all died after recording it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that episode of SpongeBob where Squidward suicides himself? <laughs> Yeah, I just Remember saw that it laid of Pokemon out. Remember Brock ate that jelly donut? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, jelly donuts. <laughs> Let's talk about Pierce Avail emergency contact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of canceled bands, <laughs> here they are. Uh, the album art for this, it, the album's called The Jaws of Life. This is the second single. Um, that looks like the most painful butt plug I've ever seen in my life on uh, their cover there. <laughs> but um, I put it in. Okay. <laughs> Pierce Vale, new single. You know what? <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it a lot, to be honest. I feel like if this came out in 2005, people would say it's kind of a, a classic banger. I don't know. It, it, it just kind of had like an older school feel. It didn't feel so super Pierce the Veil poppy. It's just kind of new sound for them. I listened to that first single they put out. I think it's called Pass the Nirvana. And I don't really even remember what it sounds like. But this, uh, it kind of clicked with me instantly. So, um, yeah, new Pierce the Veil. I, I think the issue was the drummer who is the... Vic Fuentes's brother? Do you think there's, like, a thing where, like, Tillian is the lead singer of Dance Gavin Dance, right? So he's almost like the face of the band. He's, like, the human words you hear. If the drummer gets canceled, if the drummer's a freak, like, is that as big of a deal to you, listening to the music? Yes. Okay. But... <laughs> 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 specifically it's more about how the band frames it yeah if they're like hey yo fuck that guy i don't care if he's my brother he sucked at drums anyways <laughs> he's out of the fucking band i would have been like yeah vic fuentes fuck your brother but they were like i don't really want to talk about it and then everybody was like you kind of have to and they're like oh, well he's gone now <laughs> well is he you already okay. bought the drum machine so he's not in the band anymore i think so i don't think he's in the band anymore okay i that... thought that was kind of their solution they were like well, let's get rid of him and then not talk about it you know and we won't be canceled anymore when it's your own brother i think i think being a little you know offstandish about it makes sense like i I don't know if I would want to talk about one of my siblings being a piece of shit, but yeah, that sounds like a more complicated situation to me than the DGD one. But you know, they kicked him out, which is cool. So I don't feel guilty Wait. about enjoying the song. Oh no. I'm trying to find an article that actually says, cause <clears throat> this one came out in uh, December of 2017 that said, Pierce the Veil drummer to step away after sexual misconduct allegations. So he might still be in the band, which uh, might be a fucking problem. Uh, he's he's best known as a former drummer for Pierce Vale. So, okay, so they did kick him out. Yeah. All right, yeah. Fuck you, Mike Fuentes. You'll never hear this. <laughs> but if you do... Suck on a fart. Should I say how I feel about the song? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> do you guys want to know how I feel about the song? Uh, sure. 
too bad. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) I actually agree with Jake 100%. If this shit came out in, like, 2005, people would be fucking stroking that meat hard as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) This shit, it might not be your classic hardcore bulls in the Bronx fucking pierce the veil, but this shit goes hard as fuck, and if you disagree that it's not a classic pierce the veil fucking banger, Pierce the veil? Is that what you just said? (laughs) Pierce the veil? Pale. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't Fierce know. the pale. I've had it. If I'm being honest, I've had a few beers, but uh, <laughs> I'm still giving them a good review. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a good song. Genuinely, like yeah. I liked this song. I was not expecting to like this song after past the Nirvana. That song fucking sucked. It didn't <laughs> suck actually. That song was fine. It just wasn't my favorite Pierce the Veil song ever. But this song, this is a classic, slower, sad, fucking emo ass Pierce the Veil song. And props to them for not dropping shit that sucks ass. <laughs> Jackson. Again, I'm not really a big Pierce the Veil listener. Uh-huh. I, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was okay. Kind of boring, but yeah. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you guys seem to like this. Yeah. You can, I, I didn't say that. You know what, I, I you know what man? You can much. like something. You can not like something we like and vice versa. You know, I'll still yeah. enjoy you as a person, even if you don't like Emergency Contact by Pierce the Veil. <laughs> and can you promise to still like me if I um enjoy some oh. shitty music? Okay. <laughs> Um, let's talk about... Do you like what kind of shitty music? Uh, I don't know. Elaborate. Any kind of shitty music. What music do you All think right, is about... shitty? I probably like it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, uh, while you were... T- I'm talking about the... Was it the drummer that was yeah. problematic or whatever? Yeah. I think DGD should just, like, have the AI Tillian voice doing the <laughs> voice of future music. Is it problematic to listen to AI Tillian? <laughs> That's what we really need to figure out. <laughs> I don't know. But uh Jake, you can cut this out, but I gotta pee again. Oh okay. okay I just go. I just I just can't fucking wait. I'll it's fine. I got an ad on Instagram for a trading card game where all the cards are look like NFTs. I said this is the worst idea I've ever seen. <laughs> or is it the best idea oh, you've no. ever seen? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Who's this? It's Poppy. <laughs> Ivy's partner. No, it's Pop Czar. Pop Czar? Yeah. Why? That's my street name. Street name? I thought Ivy just had like an AI generated. <laughs> <laughs> like Poppy is her Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Pop Czar, sorry. Hi, it's me, I thought you were talking Ivy. About... Howdy, howdy, howdy. I thought you were talking about Poppy the uh, artist. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah. That's also who I am. I am many people in one. What about? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ivy, how do you feel about LS Dune's new album? Ivy no longer exists. There is only Popsar. Okay. Popsar. Oh, oh no. Popsar's Pop <laughs> been found out. <laughs> Can I turn this into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle podcast? Sure. It's so called Mutant Pew. Kind of works. Speaking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I would like Turtles. to begin my analysis with Donatello. Okay. No, you cannot so- give your analysis with Donatello. Get out. <laughs> He's a smart one. <laughs> Good with gadgets. <laughs> like he from the verse in the song. He likes machines. Yeah. Johnny rocks machines. Yeah. <laughs> That's the analysis. <laughs> Just the two lines from the theme song. He does machines. He does machines. I thought he, he was does machines. I could imagine a modern version of Donatello hitting the blinker in Home Depot shin his pants. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's talk about Samurai Pizza Cat's Outcast. 
Um, I picked this single by this band specifically because they're called Samurai Pizza Cat, which is a... <laughs> which Watch is a... Uh, yeah, it's like... Um, I don't know if it's a Ninja Turtles ripoff, but I think it got brought to the States because it no, has a if, similar if anything, idea. Yeah. Yeah, Gundam. <laughs> but yeah, Gundam hats. I think like American licensors probably brought it to America to be like a TMNT thing. Because there were so many of those ripoffs. Biker Mice from Mars, Cowboys of Moo Mesa, Street Sharks. Samurai Pizza Cats is more unique than those, but I just <laughs> I just thought it was funny they were named that. Apparently it's a group formed by one of the Eskimo Callboys. Or, mm-hmm. or Electric Callboy, sorry. They don't use that other word. Yeah, Electric Callboy person. I don't know anything about that band. I've never listened to them. Um, But I kind of like this. It was kind of, um, it was kind of <laughs> like, um, I've seen that it's called Deathcore slash Metalcore, and I guess, yeah, that's what it sounds like, but it's got a little of that uh, Bring Me the Horizon new era stuff thrown in it, of course, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. I like it. I dig it. Samurai Pizza Cats are epic. So, when I first saw that you added this, <clears throat> I thought this was an Outcast single, and I was like... <laughs> Fuck yeah, we're listening to Outcast this week. And then and then I listened to it, I was like, this isn't Outcast. This isn't Outcast at Outcast. all. I think Outcast broke up like fifteen years ago. They sure did. But I was like, I was hoping. Anyways, when I listened to this, I was like, this is how you make metalcore that doesn't fucking suck. Yeah. That's exactly my thought. This is this is what they could have been doing on all the other metalcore albums that we listen to. <laughs> you can put fun little electronic shit in the middle. You can do weird shit when you want to. You can name your band Samurai Pizza Cats and still do well. <laughs> Just don't make shitty metalcore. And Samurai Pizza Cats looked metalcore as a genre in the face and said, fuck you, we're the new top dogs. And I don't care what anybody else says, Samurai Pizza Cats is now the best band in metalcore. Hands <laughs> oh down, God. Ivy approved. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Fuck you. What? That's that's my review. Jackson? What about Doom Scrolling though? <laughs> Doom Scrolling. They're not they're not Samurai Pizza Kids. That's I true. Don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, Jackson, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you know, for the name Samurai Pizza Cat, I thought it'd be like uh, <laughs> fun. <laughs> what? Like pop punk or something. <laughs> no, I was expecting to be like kawaii. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, what, what is it called when you speed up? Hyperpop, yeah, I thought it'd be like hyper, <laughs> nightcore, hyperpop, punk, glittery, and I'm glad it wasn't that one. <laughs> it's actually this kind of rules. I'm not gonna lie, I like yeah, it. Nice. the The podcast approves. Samurai David Pizza would Cats. love this. David, David would love this. We are a David podcast. David approves. Uh, let's talk about Matt Watson. See you there, and I'm gonna play the song uh, "Star Stud." All right, um, YouTuber Matt Watson from the YouTube channel Super Mega puts out a album. Ivy was excited for it, so we put it on the list. Yeah, I just do a double take and say, wait, Matt Watson? Yeah. That Matt yeah. Watson from Super Mega? Super Timmy Mega. Turner from Fairly Odd Parents? <laughs> 
okay, I'm gonna go first. Look, I actually like Matt Watson, and I like Super Mega. Um, I like their whole thing. I started watching them kind of early when they first launched Super Mega on their own after Syndigo kind of dissolved, and I enjoy their videos. I enjoy their personalities. I think Matt's an interesting guy. I listened to a podcast where he said, like, he took so many hallucinogens and shit, like, he just constantly sees fucked up colors, and, like, his vision's kind of weird. Like, it's like he's high all the time. Kind of interesting and also sounds awful but um this album is like strictly not for me there's a couple songs i enjoy i like okay then i i probably enjoyed that song the most i think wait is it wacky or wavy the song title wacky wacky i enjoy i thought that song was kind of cute but I I really can't stand like the slower songs like Nebraska. I think that's the closing song. I Trees. I can't even finish it. It kind of exists in the same lane as like Joji. Like love the person, just do not click with their music at all. I am a little cynical about YouTube musicians. You know the odd ones out and the Jaden animations and fucking uh the mask guy Dream. They <laughs> they make awful music. That's what the mask is. The mask is. <laughs> Yeah, but this is not that. This actually has some musicianship put into it. It has a father feature. Can I just say, <laughs> like, this father feature, how and in, in what way does it connect to whatever Matt is talking about? <laughs> like, it's not. Does, how do you it's feel not. about a feature that just does not fit, like, thematically with anything? <laughs> does anyone care? I don't, I don't know if I care. <laughs> Who is my father? Who is your father? I can't help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for trying. I kind of want Jackson's opinion before I yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, good. Jackson Honestly, I, I had go. my opinion I was going to say, and you kind of said most of what I was going to say. Really? Uh, except <laughs> this, I this is like Matt Watson, uh, you know, from whatever the fuck Super he's mega. doing. Super mega. Super mega. Fairly odd parents. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I appreciate. I like that he's trying to do so many things. I have nothing against that. It sounds more like he's trying to do a mixture of like George Clanton and Joji with like the slow, sad balance, and all of a sudden there's like the next song is just trap beats and yeah. <laughs> like questionable bars <laughs> yeah. even from the first song with sarah benito like she just carried that song the whole way <laughs> yeah i think without her feature it would have been way too samey it would have um, been yeah i mean i liked some songs i thought aquarium was pretty okay a few other songs were pretty good but it's trying to do like that wacky shtick thing along with like sad beats uh, emo boy type goofy uh, concoction <laughs> whatever yeah. it's too messy yeah oh well i love that he fit ryan and uh his co his like partner in super mega Still ryan got mcgee ryan. yeah ryan mcgee got in my favorite video one of my favorite videos of all time is the video of ryan mcgee laughing at kangaroo jack like the dumbest <laughs> yes. joke in the movie yes. he laughs so hard at it it just <laughs> And it's just, <laughs> it can lift you out of any depression. <laughs> it's like a one-off video, too. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. I think my favorite video still is my two lovely uncles. God, that's such a fucking good one. I show that to people all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a lot of their, like, when they lived in, like, an apartment going to 7-Eleven videos and, like, encountering oh, yeah. strange old women and shit like that. Obviously, there's been, like, some weird stuff recently with, like, one of their guys stealing money from them, but the guy's brother still works for them, I guess? <laughs> like, is that not awkward? <laughs> 
Pierce the veil situation. No. <laughs> I like their commitment to their acts. Like yeah. with my two lovely uncles, they shaved off part of their hairlines. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like it was, it was both, both of them. Ryan and, and Chris O'Neill. Yeah, that fucking shaved off their hair like that. Chris O'Neill like, shaved the top to make like a Norwood nine. Uh, you can see like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mad with like he did like the same thing but he kept a little hair on top <laughs> <laughs> going down to convenience stores and <laughs> looking like this he was like one of their first uh one of their first like tours that they went on like a super mega tour specifically that i think it was their like hometown show or was their last show something like that where they shaved their heads live <laughs> on stage and I'm pretty sure, like, you can see the results of that still in, like, the Matt Watson No Nut November video. <laughs> like, he's still got, like, the shaved head. Uh, all right, Ivy, talk your shit about this album. I'm going to start it off right fucking now and say, without a fucking doubt, without any hint of sarcasm, this is absolutely my album of the year. And it's it's for the reason that you both probably didn't like the rest of the album and also when i was talking to keely about it she didn't like the album matt watson does exactly what matt watson does the best and he doesn't try to fuck around about it he has the nasally voice he did ouch and ouch was a lot more of the lower vocals he wanted to do something more he wanted to do some of that shit with the trap vocals but also still do the sad boy thing and I think it is self-aware enough in him knowing that people who are going to listen into a Matt Watson record are going to hear a sad boy song and be like, the fuck are you talking about, Matt? So I feel like <laughs> in shit like, I don't know, OK Then, which was my favorite song off the record, OK Then, Wacky, Stupid, um, the songs like that, it's very like, you can tell that he wanted to make these slower, sad songs with these trap beats and shit like that. But at the same time, he understood that it's like, oh, I'm fucking Matt Watson. If I make a slow song, like, it's gotta be kind of silly. It was, um, what was it? And fucking Still I Dream of It, the interlude that actually had Ryan in it. Mm -hmm. He starts it off with talking about wanting to eat dinner, but he's too tired, so he's gonna, he's gonna order out. Like, that shit is the exact reason why I love the album so much. Like, I don't know. It's 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 the same reason I liked the last, like, Kuko album. Or I guess the Kuko album that came out in, like, 2018, 2019, something like that. There's a little bit of silly, dumb shit that they play up for the record. They don't do anything that's, like, crazy outside of their range or anything that's not expected of the artists themselves. They have some really fun production stuff. Like, again, on, I think, on OK Then, there's, like, the back half of the record. Yeah, on the back half of the song for OK Then, he does this really cool production thing with the vocals that make it, like, lower, and it's the chorus, but it sounds different because he decided to go with something different than the way that he was doing the chorus with his own voice, um, and he made it lower and kind of did that whole thing. And then the wacky waving, inflatable arm flailing two-man <laughs> bullshit with wacky is exactly what I would expect from a fucking 
you don't notice me, but I hope you'll wave back is like a funny, <laughs> stupid ass bit. And that's kind of what I love about this record. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. The production is really, really good. Uh, the features are incredible. That Sarah Bonino feature absolutely carries Star Sud. She's so cute. She does her shit really well. The father feature doesn't match at all. And that's what <laughs> makes Ring Pop so funny to me. Um, the interludes are really good, especially <laughs> where Ron Ryan's like, yeah, I really hope nothing bad yeah. ever happens to you, yeah. especially on this tour. That that would really suck. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. So the genius <laughs> lyrics had like that highlighted in the explanation. It was like, this album is about feeling unsure in life. It's like, no, it's a funny bit. <laughs> At the end, I don't think it has to do with the thematics of the album, honestly. Like, I think I think that's probably true. Like it, Matt talks about in it might have been okay then as well, or maybe I'm thinking of Aquarium. I don't know where he was like, oh no, it is okay then. Where he doesn't know himself, or maybe he does. Like I get that. That's like a thematic thing in this whole thing. It's like he's a YouTuber. He makes stupid video, but like at the same time, he's like, did I fuck up? Is this like a good choice or a bad choice? Like I can respect that being a theme on the album and still making funny ha-has throughout yeah. the throughout the songs. Yeah, I think that song's the best song on the record. Um... And then I have one more thing to say. Aquarium. If you put Kurt Travis on that song, <laughs> that's a Kurt Travis solo song. Absolutely the instrumental on aquarium is any any vocalist from the post-hardcore scene could hop could hop on that song oh and make that shit any vocalist you say definitely not the one that we (laughs) talked about or the several vocalists we talked about this evening uh only the vocalists that stay winning can hop on aquarium and make that a banger but i specifically thought of kurt travis all right well that was matt watson let's talk about ls dunes past lives and i'm gonna play a clip from gray veins Supergroup from Thursday, My Chemical Romance, Circus Survive, Coheed and Cambria, uh, LS Dunes, fronted by Anthony Green. It is, I'm just gonna say it, I fucking love this record. I love the lyrics. Anthony Green kind of comes from the same school as Cedric Bixler Zavala, where his lyrics are very, sometimes very, like, cryptic and sometimes very not so cryptic. <laughs> Especially on this album. I just launched, like, a spit wad onto my computer. That was crazy. <laughs> Um, bit harder anthony green he really kills this he brings a so much energy to this project you can tell he's putting everything he has into it he's talked before about how you know despite all his success in circus survive he still struggles financially like getting health care for his family his kids uh so i feel like i'm not gonna say ellis dunes is a money grab but i definitely do feel like it's an attempt to be financially well in this <laughs> in this country with a band uh because it it does definitely seem like circus survive is on hiatus right now and he seems like he's gonna like fully put himself into ellis dunes i there's a lot of moments on this record i really admire i 
2022 an oddity because it first appeared on his solo record from this year and then it got taken off the solo record and then it's the opening song for this record i still don't know what's up with that but it's a really great song i love 2022 gray veins has some of my favorite lyrics on the record uh so ls dunes they haven't explained what ls stands for and at at the beginning of the song, uh, one of the lyrics is Lost Souls. And when I read that, I'm like, oh, okay, Lost Souls. That's what LS means for LS Dunes. But then it goes into another verse where he said, it's the verse that starts, Lonely Shadow, Lonely Shadow. And then every each word after that goes LS, LS. Like he's just saying LS words. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and the chorus for that song is really good. I thought it was short for LSD. <laughs> LSD, maybe. <laughs> I think it probably doesn't really mean anything. I will say Past Lives, the title track, is kind of a weak song on the record. I don't know why they picked that for for the title of the album, but it's one, definitely one of the weaker songs for me. And I love the last song on the record, Sleep Cult, where the chorus is like, shooby dooby doo uh, I'm sorry <laughs> that I want to kill myself, or something like that. <laughs> it's like... It's like, if this does not become a hit TikTok sound and make Anthony Green a millionaire, I don't know what will. It's like the perfect TikTok sound kind of chorus. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on Ellis Dune. Strong contender for top five of the year for me. What do you think, Ivy? I disagree. <laughs> I mean, so here's my thing. I think the this album is, it's a good album. It's a very good album. My issue is, Anthony Green went so far fucking hard that motherfucker put in every goddamn ounce of his brand the way that he sings his fucking lyrical content every little bit that anthony d green does incredibly he put into this fucking album and then i feel like the instrumental hits and that shit boring as fuck really? literally <laughs> yes yeah 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 i really struggled with the instrumental on this song 2022 better is an anthony green song in my opinion Past Lives, the best song on the record, in my opinion. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Sleep Cult, a very, very strong ender for the album, really actually made me, like, glad that I listened to the album. It was very, very good. Permanent Rebellion was an Alkaline Trio instrumental with Anthony Green popping the fuck off on it, yeah. and it did not translate for me. Really? It did not translate for me at all. I think Anthony Green is such a talented vocalist, such a talented lyricist, but I feel like a lot of the people that are part of this band who are the instrumentalists fall flat because the thing that made their band special, the thing that made them blow up as instrumentalists is not what makes this record special. In my opinion, it's the shit that Anthony Green brings to the table, the lyrical content that I can connect with, a lot of that going really hard on the cleans, but also going hard on the dirty vocals where you just get a sense of where he's at that really brings me into this record. And then I try to relate that to the musical content that's going on in the background, and it falls so flat for me. Those musicians got super popular in their bands in my opinion for a vibe that they brought that worked really fucking well for the shit that they did with their bands when trying to translate that over to a super group kind of level in my opinion it sounds like shit it's lazy it feels like a cash grab 
and genuinely every instrumental on the record felt like something that any fucking musician could have written and would have written if Anthony Green gave them the time of day. Even me. Even you, baby. Even me. (laughs) And I'm not a fucking guitarist. I fucking suck at writing guitars. I don't give a fucking... You can take any of the New Witch's Tongue songs that we have. I wrote the guitars for them. Not gonna fucking hold a candle to anything that any great musician has ever done. But I'll tell you what. I could have fucking done this. I could have absolutely written this. And like, again, that's not to take away from the message that they had or, you know, the album as a whole. It's just genuinely like... I did not enjoy the instrumentals. I thought that shit did not fit Anthony at all. And it really fucking took me out of it. Because I loved 2022 when it was on his solo record. So I thought different. past lives... <laughs> they're different sounding. Because oh, I, I listened to 2022 once before it was taken off the fucking streaming services. So I don't... I didn't even remember if it sounds different. So it sounds different. What the it fuck? It definitely sounds different. <laughs> it's a totally... Like, it's totally different now that LS Dunes has it. And maybe I'm totally wrong, but I absolutely remember it matching the vibe of his record and not this. So when the album opened with this, I was like, come the fuck on. And then I listened to it and I was like, it's not awful. And then I heard Past Lives. And I was like, that's a pretty fucking great song. Like, that one matches. Then I heard Permanent Rebellion. I was like, what's Matt Skiba doing here? And then I heard <laughs> Sleep Cult. And I was like, okay, like, that's a pretty good end of the record. I so don't think I don't we've know. Had like, a fucking episode without a Matt Skiba reference for, for he's like six He's too episodes. ingrained. He's too <laughs> fucking ingrained. I don't in like Alkaline Trio. <laughs> <laughs> Alkaline Trio, too fucking ingrained into the culture i'm not kidding i I don't know listen to like listen to permanent rebellion again and think of alkaline trio and tell me that that's not a fucking matt skiba riff or at least a fucking uh what's the other guy matt skiba uh or (laughs) (laughs) the other guy not matt skiba the other guy in alkaline trio he has his own solo project that's better than matt skiba and the secrets but you didn't hear that from me it's my release of the week nice we win fuck you ivy <laughs> just kidding i'm just kidding you don't have to agree with me yeah. i have bad music taste <laughs> so do i many people would agree my music taste <laughs> borderline awful uh what do you like about jackson what are some favorite I, songs etc i liked that uh it bops yeah. Uh, I agree that 2022 is pretty good. I like that song. Uh, Sleep Cold, I like that one too. It's kind of weird. The, my favorite songs are probably the first and last <laughs> one. It started and then it ended. What? Best album of the it's week. Like, <laughs> it's like eating a sandwich where the best parts are the buns. It's <laughs> a bad sandwich, I'd have Fuck to say. That. sandwich are you eating? Good lord. <laughs> Uh, it's a grilled cheese. Actually, no, <laughs> that uh, Mr. Beast Burger. I think I remember saying <laughs> the Brioche buns were the best parts. Spitting bars. <laughs> um, Rest in peace, MF Dooms. <laughs> did I tell you guys about my fucking Mr. Beast experience? No. I did. No. No, I definitely brought this up on the podcast. I remember talking um, about I it. I definitely don't Jimmy remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember your, I, your fucking fuck you, Beast Jake. Burger. <laughs> no, because I told you I figured out the place that makes Mr. Beast oh, Burger yes, in my yes. area is a fucking Perkins. <laughs> Perkins. I, yeah, that's not native to us, so we have no idea what that is. There was a Perkins in northern Kentucky, so I can't we believe there was one. We don't live in one. northern Kentucky, motherfucker. I know! I'm saying I'm surprised there wasn't <laughs> fucking one in 
goddamn Lexington, you bastard. Uh, Northern Kentucky's Covington. Oh, what is Perkins, anyways? Yeah, what is I know, Perkins? Perkins it's like, a, like a breakfast style place. It's like a Bob Evans. Oh, oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just green. It's just green Bob Evans. That's what it is. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys have fucking? Uh, do you guys have fucking fridges down there? Yeah, I can't yeah. remember if there's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like man, Frisch's, Frisch's. But... Jake and I went to Frisch's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Shut up, man. You uh, always no. It's funny. You can tell. <laughs> All right. So uh, we were still in high school when this happened. Yeah. We were with uh, just like our a friend. friend. Yeah, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his parents we were just like eating lunch i think but yeah. you know poor jake like jake was kind of strapped for cash at the time because he worked at walmart and walmart pays like um diddly nothings i mean it pays walmart. better than most places now but yeah back then it did not <laughs> so he had like eight dollars to his name <laughs> and uh relatable so uh we were just invited to go eat at frish's and uh <laughs> jake had enough money to pay for the meal he had which was eight dollars <laughs> And then our friend said, hey, Jake, you know you have to tip, right? <laughs> and Jake was like, no. Yeah, for some reason I did not clock that this was a, hello? What just happened? You disappeared into nothing. Okay. <laughs> Jake couldn't tip. His account dissolved into nothing. Uh, <laughs> no, but our friend's dad was like, actually, it's okay. We can pay for your meal. Yeah. Yeah. His, yeah. His that was the last is... time we went to Frisch's. Yeah. I don't like Frisch's. That was the last that time you've been to Frisch's? Claudia likes Frisch's because they have the breakfast buffet or whatever, but I don't like breakfast that much. So I just know about the big boy. I don't think that big boy, big boy goes good. crazy. I used to get the bad boy. I'd rather the big boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Austin Powers when he rides the big boy to the outer space. I have not the watched that outer in a long space. Uh, I used to get the bad boy because it has it has like a little bit of spice to it and different <laughs> cheese, but it's the same as the big boy. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, Perkins is just Frisch's minus the breakfast bar. Uh, why are we talking? So about that's this why shit? I said it was uh, Green Bob Evans. Why are we talking about that shit? What? Oh, because Mr. Oh, Beast Burger. Beast Burger. <laughs> yeah. The ghost. Because that's where they fucking make yeah. the bit Mr. Beast Burger near me. So it just fucking tasted like pancakes. The whole goddamn <laughs> burger tastes like pancakes. It sucks. <laughs> I got the fucking, I got the fucking, uh, who's the goddamn idiot in Mr. Beast's group? Uh, I don't know. I don't Chandler. Know. Chandler. Chandler. I got the Chandler burger, and that shit tasted like fucking pancakes, and it sucked. Jake got the uh, chicken sandwich, and it was just two <laughs> chicken tenders. Chicken strips. <laughs> Yo, where was the fucking ghost kitchen that had know. your fucking burger? It wasn't Kane's, I'll tell you that much. Nah, you would know. Yeah, I know. I know for sure. <laughs> um, well, that's it. We, uh, me and Jackson love Alice Dunes, and I is wrong how do how did y'all feel about the bomb squad song i like that instrumental yeah bomb squad isn't it called i thought it maybe had the most interesting instrumental on the on the record yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i agree with i i agree with jackson that's exactly how it sounded uh anyway thanks for listening rate us five stars on evil and spotify (laughs) follow us on twitter at me and puke and join our patreon last episode kevin joined us for gold cobra from let 
Bizkit on Discog, Discog Topsy. Uh, we have a great conversation. There's a Patreon sampler if you want to get an idea of, you know, how these bonus episodes go. Uh, but they're a lot of fun. They come out every week, and all it costs is $1 a month. Yeah. Mm, yeah. If 10 people subscribe, uh, we can afford one Fortnite Battle Pass. So <laughs> for every 10 people, there will be one <laughs> Fortnite Battle Pass between... I the Battle Pass, the and I did not play that shit. Okay. <laughs> it's been wasted your Patreon money on the Fortnite Battle Pass and did not play it. Yeah. Fortnite Battle Pass. Um, didn't that come out like a month or two ago? I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. I got it. Actually, when we before. we get 10 patrons, um, we're going to start a Discord server uh, for the patrons. So, you know, uh, yeah. join up and you'll be able to hang out with us. We can talk music, all that cool shit. Meet and puke, meet and fuck. Let's do it. <laughs> meet and fuck? <laughs> no. That's a different you... Patreon goal. <laughs> I, thought you got... I thought you got a girlfriend. You can't meet and fuck now. Not anymore. Jake came out. Oh, shit. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I remember when we were doing the Lake podcast. Yeah. I was like, wait, are y'all gay? <laughs> Half gay. It's like, yeah. yeah, you're the only non-gay dude here. Uh, oh, like the oh. three... You, Casey, Jake, <laughs> half gay on the podcast. Put us together, we got a full gay guy in our body. <laughs> and then one lesbian, that's me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> that's the end now. <laughs>